a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints released their 2021 report showing the amount of humanitarian aid the church has contributed around the world. Uh, This showcases not only the commitment of the organization to providing relief to those in need, but uh, both at home and abroad, but it also showcases uh, a lot of the actions of individual church members, the time and money that they give to humanitarian causes. And we often talk about doing things that make a difference. And this was one of those uh, moments, I think, over the weekend uh, where President Dallin H. Oaks, the first presidency of the Church of Jesus Christ, shared some of the numbers But more importantly, he got underneath those numbers, as we've been trying to do all day today, uh, to look at what that actually represents, who the key partners are, and what principles are vital in order to really make a difference in our communities. Uh, President Oaks uh, gave a summary first of some of the church's humanitarian contributions for the year 2021. A few months ago, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints reported for the first time the extent of our humanitarian work worldwide. Our 2021 expenditures for those in need in 188 countries worldwide was 906 million, almost a billion dollars. In addition, our members volunteered over 6 million hours of labor in the same cause. Those figures are, of course, an incomplete report of our giving and helping. They do not include the personal services our members give individually as they minister to one another in called positions and voluntary member-to-member service. It's interesting to note that uh, President Oaks acknowledged the vast humanitarian efforts carried out by people and organizations around the world. Despite all that our church does directly, most humanitarian service to the children of God worldwide is carried out by persons and organizations having no formal connection with our church. As one of our apostles observed, quote, God is using more than one people for the accomplishment of his great and marvelous work. It is too vast, too arduous for any one people, end of quote. As members of the Restored Church, we need to be more aware and more appreciative of the service of others. It is looking around and recognizing all the good that's being done out there. And we talk about that every day on this show, that we all should be out there not just looking, not just hearing or seeing, but doing something that makes a difference. 
Uh, President Oaks went on to to call out two major collaborators with the Church's humanitarian programs, Catholic Relief Services and the Red Cross organizations. The Church of Jesus Christ is committed to serving those in need, and it is also committed to cooperating with others in that effort. We recently made a large gift to the United Nations World Food Program. Over the many decades of our humanitarian work, two organizations stand out as key collaborators. Projects with the Red Cross and Red Crescent agencies in dozens of countries have provided the children of God crucial relief during natural disasters and conflicts. Likewise, we have a long record of assistance with Catholic Relief Services. These organizations have taught us much about world-class relief. I think it's so important to note this uh, collaboration opportunity that we have in so many different areas in trying to make communities better and stronger to impact individuals, families, neighborhoods, uh, and even countries that collaboration is always the key. And far too often, and sadly because of much of our politics, uh, we end up with this us, them, they kind of approach to problem solving. When I think what President Oaks was really saying was, whether it's in collaborating to relieve the suffering uh, of people in crisis or in the midst of a catastrophe or a war or a natural disaster, we have to be able to take what we have into the public square. I thought it was important and significant to note that yesterday, uh, or excuse me, on Saturday, President Oaks emphasized the importance of religious freedom. Again, he was talking about all of this humanitarian effort and this collaboration, and yet he came back to the importance of religious freedom, both for members of the church and religious people around the world, in order to do good and make this kind of service possible. I begin with religious freedom. In supporting that, we serve our own interests, but also the interests of other religions. As our first president, Joseph Smith, taught, we claim the privilege of worshiping Almighty God according to the dictates of our own conscience and allow all men the same privilege. Let them worship how, where, or what they may. Now, I, I do think this was significant that President Oaks uh, took time out of this, really a report in terms of the great humanitarian efforts of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, looking at partners uh, that they are working with around the world to alleviate suffering in so many different ways, and the importance for religious freedom, for religious people around the world to be able to go into the public square, to have the freedom to do that, uh, and to be that leavening agent, to be a difference maker, uh, as I said before, in individuals, in families, in neighborhoods, in communities, and in entire countries. President Oaks gave examples of many of the charitable efforts of the church and its members uh, that are being advanced through their contributions of time, money, effort, and focus. Other examples of the Restored Church's humanitarian and other assistance that are also supported voluntarily by our members are our well-known schools, colleges, and universities, and our less well-known but now published large donations for the relief of those suffering from the destructions 
and dislocations of natural disasters like tornadoes and earthquakes. Other charitable activities our members support by their voluntary donations and efforts are too numerous to list, but just mentioning these few will suggest their variety and importance. Combating racism and other prejudices, research on how to prevent and cure diseases, helping the disabled, supporting music organizations, and improving the moral and physical environment for all. Uh, each of those are significant in and of themselves, uh, but I do think it was uh, significant and important that uh, President Dallin H. Oaks took time in the midst of the church's general conference held over the weekend, which we covered here on KSL News Radio all weekend long, uh, that he took time out of that, uh, which is particularly a, a focus on the faith and on those uh, who are there to, to learn that this focus on service and efforts. Uh, not just within the church, but around the world, and in partnership with good people everywhere, people of specific faiths and people of no faith at all, Uh, and that we can come together to go out there and actually make a difference. And I think that's ultimately the task. So it it is significant. Those numbers uh, seem amazing, Uh, over $1 billion in 2021, Uh, not to count the millions and millions of hours, but the partnerships are important. And the ability to do that because of religious freedom is also significant. That wraps up hour number one of Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. We'll step aside for top of the hour news. Hang with us. Hour number two of Inside Sources coming up next on KSL News Radio. I'm Dave Cauley investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold season three, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.